0: Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back um, to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Niraj Kalia. It is March 31st, 2023. I know it's been a few weeks since I last had an episode. Everybody, I'm sure, knows things are busy, uh, as we all are getting into that point of the year where it's nice weather, a whole lot more kind of thrown your way in different directions. So, hope you all have been uh, doing well, enjoying some of this nice sunny weather we've had up here and there. And as always, thank you for listening um, to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Sports Talk by Nuraj Kalia. Of course, uh, you can find it obviously on several platforms and there's a lot of good content that I've done um, throughout the time. So, when I'm going to go back and take a listen. I'm sure you'll if you appreciate it and like it, as you do. So, going forward, I hope to kind of uh, expand a little bit, kind of go into new directions. I know there was a point where uh, I was more consistent, you know, uh, at some point. And who knows, maybe I might return to that form at, at some point here. Um, but yeah, it's a lot to get into. A lot has transpired the last few weeks. And so I'm going to kind of give you... Uh, some of the biggest things, three of my biggest things that I want to talk about and that have come to my, you know, that interest me and will be interesting to watch. Uh, short storylines will follow, I would say, um, heading into the rest of the year. So let's kick off things with um, the NBA regular season coming to an end soon. And, you know, obviously teams have a handful of games left. Um, but the playoffs, I believe, do start somewhere in the range of April 13th to the 15th, I believe, or right around that time. Um, so, a lot to be excited about uh, for the NBA, you know, postseason that we're going to be having. Uh, but look at this regular season for the NBA; um, it's definitely something has been one of those seasons where. You know a whole lot of things have come up about players legacy and you know, where players stand and where teams are going and what ultimate direction you know will be happening going forward after the cba negotiations are kind of in play as well as the nba the nba Fair association try to figure out certain things um going forward which is going to be interesting to watch because Obviously there's a lot of TV rights and money coming in from various sources So the NBA. Adam Silver has tried to go about different things, talk about how they want to make the game better, you know, uh, in terms of some areas. And this has been a very really interesting NBA season. I may not have gone into depth about it this year at all um, or the season started, but it's been a really unique NBA season. You've seen a lot of teams... Go through different, different, uh, you know, ups and downs this year. Uh, But I give a shout out to the Sacramento Kings. That's a team that uh, surprised everyone this year in the NBA season, regardless of what they do in the postseason. uh, The Sacramento Kings have come alive. Come alive. They're young stars, Uh, their years of kind of accumulating picks and trading things away and um, getting the right players in there. They've had a lot things go right for them this year with Mike Brown being their head coach. Mike Brown, obviously a long tenured coach in the NBA. He most likely uh, will be in the consideration for Coach of the Year. I think he should win it based on what the Kings were expected to do Um, and what they surpassed. They obviously clinched the playoffs ending that long drought that they had. And so now uh, here we are. right? The Kings are obviously in the 3 seed, I believe, or second seat, I believe. And, you know, the Kings are obviously looking to make some noise. they got some young promising talent, you know, led by De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis and others. Um, and they have a shot. They have a shot, and they have definitely have surpassed expectations. Um, you look at some of the other storylines that kind of have happened this NBA regular season, obviously we've seen the MVP race, uh, you know, shipped in a lot of different ways with, you know, Embiid and, and Jochik um, and Giannis obviously been in the conversation as always, you know, that this that, that may come down to the very end. It seems like Nicole Jochik is going to be the favorite to win that, um, you know, but Embiid could be in the conversation as well as, you know, other few players that we mentioned. Obviously, it, it comes down to some, you know, it being usually the bigs most of the time. That's what we've seen the trajectory been, you know, for the past few years or so. Um, so that race is going to be fascinating to watch in terms of who wins the MVP. But we've seen a lot of good things from teams this year. Obviously, Philadelphia has been in the mix. They obviously are hoping that they have a healthy, you know, Embiid and Harden and trying to make a run here in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics obviously may have a statement victory yesterday. Um, Boston has been really up and down as well this year, but they've come alive in some instances. Uh, they have won. They look like like a team that you know is going to be there at the end and competing for it. Um, and, you know, Milwaukee obviously can't be dismissed. So, like, there's a lot to be like with the top of the Eastern Conference. You know, in terms of the teams that are there. You know, you have. You have a lot of problems during the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Eastern Conference obviously isn't as low as the Western Conference, who has seen obviously the Denver Nuggets play exceptional basketball with obviously, Jamal Murray and, you know, returning after having the ACL last year and playing a full healthy season to Michael Porter, doing some good things. Uh, obviously, their depth and their experience, uh, they've been able to do some solid things and they've obviously had the best conference uh, record uh, or Best record in the Western Conference, I would say. Um, so the numbers have been solid. The Memphis Grizzlies have obviously gotten under, under everybody's skin this season with with the with the you know, with the antics and play of Dylan Brooks, who has been uh you know uh, you know a, you know enforcer, motivator for the for the Grizzlies. You know he's been uh, let's say some John Moran. Obviously, has had a unique year. Obviously, he went through a couple of things that were a little bit tough uh, as of recent, but. The Memphis Grizzlies obviously are right there. Um, you know, you look at the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, this is a huge. Um, this is a huge season for the Clippers. Obviously, Paul George did end up going down for um, a little while now, so it's unclear if not he'll be able to start in the postseason uh, from the get-go, but. You know, all either on the Clippers and their star duo because kind of, time is kind of ticking for them as well. You know, they obviously haven't had the, the best of seasons but they've been able to compete well. They've been able to win games on the road and do some good things. Um, so, you, for that, I mean, that's obviously a good thing um, to see how they will end up doing. see uh, Ty lose had a good coaching uh He's been one of the best coaches in the NBA. So the Clippers obviously are a dark horse to watch out for. The Phoenix Suns obviously have Kevin Durant who returned uh, after missing, uh, you know, the games that he did with, with the injury that he had. Uh, Suns um, definitely have the arsenal, the firepower on offense to do a lot of good things this season. Uh, I don't know how their chemistry will work in the postseason right now at this moment because, yeah, you have Kevin Durant who's obviously... And the best scorers, one the top players in the league. Um, but to see how it all comes together for the Suns in a series with Booker and Durant and Paul, it never remains to be seen. They have an arsenal of firepower to beat anybody, uh, and that will be something to watch out for. Uh, look at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they've had a, um, a defending NBA champions. They've had... Uh, quite a few things go for them, you know, up up and down this season. Their defense hasn't been the best, um, you know. They have haven't looked like themselves, at, 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 you know, especially at, at during this year. But they still have Steph Curry. They still have a healthy play Thompson. Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors, uh, they're a team that you cannot count out, and they will be a team that could potentially disrupt some things, possibly uh in the first round for, for any opponent that they face um so that will be something to watch out for as well you know uh you look at kind of the bottom um of the conferences a little bit Obviously, the knicks and the nets are expected to make the playoffs cavaliers are obviously having a unique season as well uh, you've seen a, a solid play from from those teams as well um the Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis are obviously trying to fight in to make the play in tournament to kind of uh you know get to that eighth spot potentially. Um you know, the Lakers have obviously resurged. They've had um they have played well since the trade deadline. They've had some good good wins, some good solid wins, some tough losses as well. But now LeBron James is back, obviously Austin Reeves is playing well among a few other players. The Lakers are trying to make a push. Uh, they've got to obviously get the games that they, they can towards the end here to build some momentum because, you know, they're in a situation where they could be one and done uh, in order to, like, you know, get past. The, they got to draw a more favorable matchup in the first round. I think if they face Denver, they could be in trouble. But they face the Memphis Grizzlies or the Kings, possibly, it could be a different story. So there's a lot, of, lot to play for, actually, um, down the stretch. The Pelicans, obviously, are trying to make it. Um, you know, they're trying to make it. You have the Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie and Luka. They have struggled as of late in terms of being able to uh, put together winning performances as a team. Jason Kidd has had a tough time coaching as well. Um, so there's that. And then obviously Trey Young, the Atlanta Hawks. You know that situation is interesting to watch. Obviously they made the midseason change in coach. Um, so. And the Hawks kind of recapture their form as well? gonna be pretty interesting to watch. So there you have it for the NBA, like regular season. It's going to be fun to talk about these matchups that will be transpiring in the postseason. I think I will try to preview every first-round matchup in the NBA playoffs this year and give you my prediction. Um, but I think we're shipping off for, a, for an NBA postseason that there is no really clear-cut favorite for the NBA championship. I think it really is anyone's year this year. You know, one through five, potentially one through six it could be potentially anyone's uh, finals you know i think although if i had to say i feel like boston milwaukee philadelphia are three teams that you feel like one of those teams will come out of the Eastern conference as for the west it's wide open i think i think anyone can really win it i think i give memphis a pretty good shot to be there in the end with with denver um and then again, Denver have had some, uh, you know, they haven't had the best to possess being they're the top seed uh, in their history at times. So, uh, I don't know. It could be one of those uh, years where some of the top seeds may fall um, to some of the lower seeds, but I guess time will tell. And I think it, 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 will, it, will, it will be very, very interesting to see, you know, which version, you know, the Eastern Conference, the Conference will get like, better, better playoff moments and matchups. Uh, but it should be exciting to see some of the best players go at each other in a seven-game series with all on the line. So now I want to go ahead and kind of shift gears to talking about uh, the NFL and uh, the biggest storyline uh, at this point uh, to kind of follow uh, among other, other sub-storylines as well. But the NFL, obviously, off-season has... You know seeing a bunch of things i talk about free agency back you know when i did episode a few weeks ago so one of the biggest things to kind of watch in free agency or watching this nfl off season per se is you know how do teams overall uh, continue to build their rosters and ultimately what is what is, ends up happening with some names that are still um, haven't haven't officially found their new homes yet right so Look at Aaron Rodgers, right, in the New York Jets. Uh, that situation with the Packers and Jets is still ongoing. Obviously, Rodgers has said he wants to be a Jet. He will be a Jet. question is, when will that happen? And so now we're getting into the month of April where the NFL drafts coming up and teams are obviously prepping for their, you know, interviews, workouts with, with some of these college athletes and pro athletes that are coming to the NFL. Um, so... You know the question is obviously when does it end up happening for Aaron Rodgers in, in New York, right? What kind of contract will he be? You know, will he play for two years or one year? Or you know that remains to be to be seen. It looks like he'll play for a few seasons at least, um, but that hasn't officially happened yet. So you know that timeline of the trade um, remains to be seen. It, it could be worked out before the draft. Potentially at the draft as well, um, but I think you look at the overall NFL offseason. There's a lot to be, lot to like about the moves that have already happened and ones that may happen. And I guess DeAndre Hopkins is that next name. Uh, you wonder if he will remain in Arizona for the upcoming season or not. As with Kyler Murray's situation, obviously coming from the ACL and injury that he had, is Hopkins gonna be? in arizona any longer you know are they going to make a move to trade him at some point It's, the, it's something to watch out for look at lamar Jackson's situation um so lamar jackson obviously has come out and said uh that you know he wanted a trade uh, from the from the baltimore ravens and if you look at what has kind of transpired since That report, or when he mentioned the day that he mentioned it when he he requested the trade, Baltimore has not handled this really really well. If you look at it, I mean there's fault on on both sides. You look at it, um, but the Ravens haven't handled this well. You know, obviously Lamar Jackson came into the league and did a number of things that no one ever saw kind of happening. You know, he was obviously someone who had a lot of intrigue and upside. Obviously, he won an MVP, led the team in rushing, played a lot of snaps, um, had, you know, he's done it all. He's made the Pro Bowl, he's won an MVP, got to the playoffs, uh, When healthy, he's been on the field. He, he accounts for a majority of their success they've had in the, la- in the last two to three years. So the Ravens obviously are not giving Lamar Jackson that contract that he wants, that fully guaranteed contract and money. And Lamar Jackson looks at the rest of the league and sees that all the quarterbacks obviously are making this much. And the Deshaun Watson contract definitely changed the landscape of things as well because the guaranteed money that was involved in that deal. Um, So, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson seem to be in a, you know, like a staring contest of which side will kind of cave first. And there's the potential of Lamar Jackson not playing this season if he does not get what he wants, you know. But the Ravens have put that tag on him, which means any team that do, doesn't want to trade for him or, or get him, uh, they got to give, give up draft compensation or, you know, make an offer and Baltimore can match. And so I feel like we've seen the quarterbacks kind of, you know, change spots this off-season already. Uh, There's not a whole lot of options left for Lamar Jackson, you know, in terms of, you know, landing somewhere else. Obviously, what has changed uh, as well for Lamar Jackson is the fact that we have the NFL draft coming up, and there's obviously young quarterbacks and prospects that teams have their eyes on. And so there's a lot of attention on C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, you know, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Those are names that are... Drawing interest from teams, who have sent their scouts to you know at their pro days, and we've seen you know the owners and GMs and other things kind of have you know dinners and meetings. Those things have been reported. So this is that part of the season where the attention for all NFL teams is really to kind of narrow in on their like their draft board, who do they want to draft with their pick they do have. And there's a lot of teams that have. You know, good amount of picks. The Eagles have several picks. The Texans have several picks, right? Um, Question is, how do those teams kind of you know make those selections? So I think Lamar Jackson is in a spot where I think the ship is kind of sail on on sail on a trade. Um, Would I be shocked if it happened at you know the NFL draft? Maybe, Uh, but for a team to give up the capital, they have to give up. Get Lamar Jackson is going to be—it's going to be a tough one. Um, so ultimately, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have to stay where he is. Um, if he decides to get an agent, things could change, uh, and that's the thing to watch next: is that will Lamar Jackson kind of go that route, getting an agent, or will he continue to kind of do what he's doing right now and you know stay away from the team? But the, the Ravens are in a tough spot because. You know, they obviously hired a new offensive coordinator. They brought back Tyler Huntley. They added maybe like one weapon or so uh, to their offense. You know, um, they still have an elite running game, elite tight end. But without Lamar Jackson being under center, the Baltimore Ravens are not going to be able to go that far in the 2023 NFL season. Um, So does Baltimore ultimately, you know, Give Lamar that contract, or will they continue to kind of drag it out to the summer? Uh, that remains to be seen. And Lamar Jackson is a special player. Obviously, he's rehabbing re- from an injury. You know, he obviously isn't a lead talent. There are some things he still has to prove as a football player in terms of like those playoff games and, and winning playoff games. But he's shown the ability to do so. Uh, and the question is can the, can the Ravens kind of find a way to to make a deal happen uh, because the more and more this continues it seems like that, that relationship is not going to end well and if Lamar Jackson sets out the season uh, I don't know if the Ravens are going to be able to recover from that knowing what they have to do with in their division um, so John Harbaugh definitely is under pressure no doubt and this new front office as well can kind of deliver because Baltimore has been all in on that defense they've always had competitive team um, but they fall out the playoff race so they don't get to the playoffs next year lamar jackson's not their quarterback a lot of changes couldn't be happening in baltimore before we know it so there you have that obviously like I said rogers is a is also a big story as well ultimately when it does happen you know robert Salah, joe douglas the jets are looking to uh, make a statement and trying to end that long playoff drought which now Unfortunately, Bears uh, out of all the leagues, and so uh, will we see something change for for the Jets as well coming forward in the season. I mean, I'm optimistic uh, about it only because I think that you know we've seen the Buffalo Bills come short the last few years. I think the Miami Dolphins still have question marks with Tua at quarterback. Um, you know, so. There are question marks in the AFC East in which, you know, time will tell. Obviously, New England, obviously, is having their... Obviously, Bill Belichick has said some things recently as well about their success and, you know, quarterback competition and all that. I mean, there's a lot of intrigue, uh, you know, in terms of the AFC East. So, uh, the Jets, it, it, you know, it's not a possible thing that they, they cannot win the division. They have, definitely have a chance to win it. And the sooner they get Lamar, uh, sooner they get sorry, Aaron Rodgers in there, the better. Um, so they got to make it happen and, and, and see this through all the way. Uh, other than that, uh, I want to cap off this episode by just giving my thoughts a little bit on what we've seen in March Madness and uh, as well as uh, Major League Baseball and some of the rule changes to the NFL that have been uh, kind of proposed and tabled as well. So obviously March Madness has been crazy. we have seen a lot of upsets. This is the first time we've had no number one seeds in almost like a number of years. I think since 2021 for 19. the tournament. We've seen incredible stories. Obviously the four teams that are you know, standing, obviously you got obviously San Diego State and you know, FAU and then you got UConn and Miami. So it shaping up to be a pretty, uh, unique final four but yeah a lot of upsets a lot of busted brackets uh obviously princeton was a nice story alabama going down was a shocker no doubt um you know and then obviously just seeing how some of these teams played overall you know a couple of close calls on these games uh i think unc not unc sorry uh yukon excuse me UConn definitely uh, has the experience. UConn has the experience, uh, you know, in terms of like their program being in the final four uh, before. So uh, I think UConn has a pretty good shot of pulling this off. Although Miami cannot be slept on. Um, I think Texas had a pretty good season. So it's been wild. watch man, it definitely has drawn a lot of ratings. there has been a lot of excitement. Um, for the first time in a while, you feel like you know you're gonna have a new champion other than the common ones that you always see throughout the years. So um, it should be interesting to watch how they progress and you know what kind of ratings these games draw. On the women's side of things for March Madness, I mean, you've got you know South Carolina in there who's been a constant. They are definitely the favorites I think coming out of to win the final you know, national championship. But LSU. Um, Had a good season under under Kelly Mullarkey. so uh, the women's college basketball national championship game could be an exciting one. If it's you know between LSU and UConn, that would be a hell of a matchup that I would definitely have some uh, you know attention towards. Major League Baseball kicked off obviously their season yesterday. Obviously, I know it's a sport that uh, has continued to try to answer a few questions throughout the seasons. Obviously, the pitch clock changes and the rule changes. Um, it's going to be tr- interesting to see what ultimately ends up happening. You know, obviously, the players are going to have to adjust to, obviously, these new rules with the bigger bases, with, you know, being able to kind of uh, hit quicker, being the batter's block, pitchers have to adjust. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how the pace of play picks up for baseball, you know games obviously are trying to get under three hours so i'm intrigued by the baseball rules i do like them based on what i did see yesterday and some of the highlights i think we'll definitely see more action more offense um and i think it'll give a lot of teams chances to uh really adjust themselves and the, the analytics part of it will be interesting to watch as well in terms of what comes out of this and how it progresses over the 162 game uh regular season I want to kind of cap things off by talking about the NFL rule changes. Obviously, a few things are still up for debate, but one thing that was interesting to see the NFL try to push um, is this flexing of having two Thursday night football games for every team this year. You know, more football is great. if They can kind of scale it out and balance it out a certain way, um, but I think the league has to be careful in terms of how they want to schedule certain certain teams to play on you know, back-to-back weeks on a short week, I think those things have to be taken into consideration because, you know, those, those injuries are going to come, you know, for NFL players, you know, in terms of, like, their condition, you know, their drafting and, you know, overall ability. So, what the NFL is trying to do, obviously, um, it, it remains to be seen if it will work out well. Obviously, this is more of, like, the NFL trying to, obviously, draw more ratings, more money, you're looking to you know also possibly expand to international, having an international division possibly. Um, the NFL obviously is a global sport that has grown a lot throughout the years, right? There's been a lot to like about the NFL in terms of how they're trying to market and expand things overall. Obviously, the playoff expansion was a good thing. Um, obviously, with the number one seed getting the the only buy. Conference that was a solid thing, um, but however, having more football games and flexing these teams out in terms of like the NFL have the ability to kind of flex out games and put, put some teams on terms of like football twice. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch how the NFL kind of pulls this off overall if they do end up doing this. Um, but you know, having football games, you know, on Sunday has been a long tradition, having on Monday has been a good tradition. If they were to expand that. Um, you know, to have more games happen during the weekdays, I don't know how it'll work out. I'm okay with the Christmas, you know, and Thanksgiving, how they have teams play on, you know, like, you know, on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday, or in this case like a Thursday and a Saturday, uh, but it remains to be seen how it will all, you know, work out all in itself. I think some things have to be kind of considered in terms of, in terms of like, the overall schedule I think no team should be able to like you know be forced to travel miles and miles to play on a short week uh, although that it does happen so how the NFL kind of navigates the overall schedule and when they do announce the schedule with all the dates and with all the time it should be interesting to watch how you know which teams excuse me get like the spotlight machines are like flexed out for another slot those things you want meaningful games in the end, end of the season. That's what we got last year, and so hopefully they can do that the same thing this year as well. They're trying to institute that idea of trying to draw more people to Thursday night football games with Amazon, and trying to make that you know, more better more better than it was last year. Because God admit it, the Amazon broadcasting last year for some of the NFL games on Thursday night. Wasn't overly great You got some matches That were really really poor So they can, they can put Some solid games With meaningful You know Implications On those games um, You know During the season